Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. No, I'm being totally serious, but no, I, yeah, I, I, I love what, I love everything that you said, like, like, and even if you disagreed with me, I would still, like, love it, like, I, I, I just, I, I love that chess story, like, because that, that was, like, because chess really is, like, or we think of chess as this head game, and, and this and that, and your brother just sat down and instinctively, yeah, I'm going to take that piece, I'm going to take that piece, I'm going to wait, no, I'm going to take that piece. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get that one. I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take that one. Then he won. Um, you know, I mean, people, people have asked me about, um, and I know we've, this interview is, are these our lives heavy? But I mean, we, people have asked me about the lyrics, are these our lives for 20 years? And at the end of the day, it took me two years. Like it was all of 1998, late 97. We started coming up with ideas in, all through 98, recorded whenever, you know, the point is it took forever and a day for me to write these lyrics. Does that mean I'm talented? No, it means I'm a, a struggling, like try to figure it out lyric writer guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there were constant, constant frustrations and me just staring at the page blankly for days thinking, should it be the or and there? And just like getting these fights with myself. I think that there's lots of room for people who don't fancy themselves artists, writer, writers, lyricists, et cetera to create incredible art, whether that's music or whatever, just by trying, just by going for it. That would be the invitation is to enter into creative process. I mean, the thing ultimately is that creative processes, and I often speak about this in my keynotes, it's not a through line, right? You don't start at point here and end up point here and you're immensely successful with the process. It's a sine wave. It goes up and down like a sine wave. And on the heights of the sine wave, you're sitting around going, I'm a genius. Look how well I write. I'm so funny and so creative and so incredible. And at the depths of it, if you're like me, like I'm a disaster. My life's a failure. I'm in ruin. And then all of a sudden the next week, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a clear thinking wizard of words. And then I, I can't exist anymore. Like it just It's all over the map. Right? But like I, I think that, create. correct me if I'm wrong, when you have those moments of I'm a disaster, you also have enough foresight or, or or enough um thought to go i'm feeling this right now next week now that's the key it's if if you expect it's going to be an easy through line you're going to be woefully disappointed and frustrated if you weather those storms and have the vision of whatever you're trying to do, like I really want this record to work out, then when you're at the low point, the trough, rather than at the crest of the wave, of the sine wave, you're going to stay in it. And artistic process is about staying in it. It's about staying in the game. It's about staying in the process. If you quit the process, you're done. 
There is no creation. If you stay in the process, regardless of how frustrating it is, then you get to where you want it to be or somewhere, even if it's not here, even if you end up over here, like the sine wave brought you all the way back here, you're going to end up with a finished product of some kind, but you've got to stay in the process regardless of those, uh, uh, you know, um, crests or troughs or else there will be no creation. So you got to stay in it. You got to hold on to that, that little shred of vision, even when you're feeling terrible about the process or about yourself or whatever it might be, because that's, what's going to get you to, you know, no glorified, you know, not intending to sound glorified. That's what's going to get you to the finish line. That's really what's going to get you to the finish line. The only thing that's going to get you to the finish line. You know, you do a lot of posts that are very positive and you, but you've also done some where you've like talked about, like, like gotten very personal, talked about like mental health and stuff like that. And I wanted to just, I've wanted to do this. And I'm going to do this in the interview. But I wanted to thank you for that just because it's easy to see everything that you're doing and to see how much work you put in on this project and this project and helping these people, but also to kind of realize, hey, man, there's a human behind this that has good days and bad days, just like we all do. And just, you know, I still thank you for sharing that. Uh, absolutely. I wish I wish I had done more of, the, more of that over the years, to be sure, because like I think that there were times where where I've posted this like like from the standpoint of like things are good or things are great or like, here's something to inspire. And every time people have said to me, like, like that my posts are like, feel good. Right. Or that I'm so posy. I think to myself, really? Like, like I'm a disaster half the time, like anybody else. Right. Like, it'd be like, let's be realistic, you know? So um, I wish I had done more of that over the years. And I've definitely done more of that in the last couple of years. I think that, you know, we've all experienced in the last you know, a couple of years since COVID and uh, and other experiences, a shift of consciousness. But I know for myself, like um, George Floyd, that whole time, May of 2020 and beyond, everything's been different. Like everything's been different. I, I, it's just a different reality, a different world, a different everything. That was like breaking point moment where I was like, all right, everything's got to change. Like 100%, like everything's got to change. So, um, yeah, you're, you're welcome. And thank you. I mean, thank you because like, there's no post that exists in a vacuum, except if people are just, um, uh, just like completely foolish, like a post exists because there's a reader and an interaction or there was a conversation or there was a connection. I mean, we are very much, uh, social creatures and posts don't exist. They don't get generated out of nowhere. They get, they get generated because of connections and because of relationships and whatnot. So uh, thank you for being part of whatever relationship led to the relatability of the posts that you've seen. How, and I think this might be the last question. How did you, I've never always, I've always wanted to ask this. How did you get into juggling? Like, and <laughs> That's such a good question. do you study it? Like, like, remember you were talking about chess? Like, dude, did you study it in that way? So, or? Okay. You rule. So this is an interesting question, especially that you brought it up that way. Cause I, I don't, you know, I don't know if you know this, we're, since we're doing B, B, B sides today, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a, an avid, rabid coin collector. Well, I, know, I, I know that now. And you did that post and I thought, okay, he doesn't do posts that are like ironic. Like he's not just, Oh, I'm going to a coin collecting thing and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like you were no. legitimately there. And so, yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, like, like when, like I know more about coins than I know about hardcore than I know about anything. I certainly know more than more about hardcore. Like my gosh, like, yeah, coins is where it's at and, and has been since I was about seven years old and, and all the years of trial, I was always reading about coins, thinking about coins. It's, it's nonstop 
we could do an entire hour and a half on coins sometime, which I think might be the most for your listeners, maybe the most boring interview. I, I would, so. I want to do it. I want to do it. No, I'm not even kidding. I want to do it. Okay. Which brings me to a mid, a mid answer question. Then, um, do you have a crazy coin collection? I have a crazy coin collection. Right. Yeah, and and specifically a crazy coin collection made up of error coins, coins that were struck off center, double struck, misstruck. Uh, from ancient Greece, uh, from around the world, and, and uh, uh, Canadian and, and, and U.S. But um, but yeah, like yeah, it's pretty nuts, like pretty pretty wild. Um, it, it's extensive, and I could get into it, and we could talk for hours. The point is, right? The point is, is that you asked, did I study juggling the way one studies chess? And the reason I brought up coins is because I I write for uh, coin publications. I do interviews and write a column for a coin publication. And and some of the When did that, that start? Uh, within the last year. Okay, the last okay. Year, okay. year, year and a half, yeah. Um, so I, um, I'm doing interviews now with notable numismatists, coin experts, and I'm interviewing a guy next week whose main focus of his work is why is it that numismatics, coin you know, the study of coins and the history of coins. Why is that not a bona fide academic um, uh, pursuit? Why is it not an academic uh, subject that people study in the United States? You know, you can get a master's degree in numismatics at a university in, in Austria, but you can't do that here because it's been relegated, coins have been relegated to be a hobby. And this guy's point is we should be able to study the history of coins as it relates to culture and coins as it relates to commerce. We should be able to study that with the same intensity that we study psychology, but people instead see it as, oh, you like pottery, that sort of thing. So uh, they see it, as, see it as similar, like a hobby or a craft or something like that, but not nearly um, the academic pursuit that he would like to see it as. Anyway, so when you say, did I study coins? I've been, you know, or rather, did I study juggling? I've been into juggling, but I really, really wish that um, juggling was an academic pursuit as well, because I would have gotten a master's degree in juggling. The way it all came about, and I know that was a sidebar. No, it was awesome. More than you needed. No, okay. no, I'm, we're doing the coin interview. Well, here's here's the connection. 